nothing great ever starts great. It's always in the power of the seed. Hey, what's up, guys? You're listening to the 95 Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan McCollin. Episode 2 starts right now. Today we have a special guest, pastor, author, speaker, and entrepreneur, Sarah Connor. How are you doing? I'm fine. Thank you so much, Mr. John, for having me on <laughs> your 95 podcast. Of course. I just, made you, I just aged you right there, right, Mr. I know, John? Right? I know, right? <laughs> So how's it going? How's it going in Texas? How's everything? Well, everything is going well. We are in the middle of a new project. Uh, we should be done in a couple of months. And um, it's a $7 million project that we're in the middle of right now. Oh, but wow. it's, it's yeah. So with every good thing you know, there comes twists and turns. It's true. But you just have to keep pursuing and keep pressing, right? It's true. So, it's yeah. true. Other than that, everybody's alive and well and kicking. Nice. Nice. All right. Before we get into it, just tell us, tell the audience kind of what your story is, who Sarah Connor is and your journey, you know? Okay. So I am uh, from Jamaica. I was born and raised in Jamaica. I am the daughter of Tommy Cohen, who is a renowned reggae musician type person. He used to be the road manager for Bob Marley and uh, my mom passed away through a murder in Jamaica several years ago. And I kind of was raised in Jamaica under an entrepreneurial family because they're in music. He started his own talent agency out of high school and for the last, you know, 40 plus years has continued to build that and just been able to manage, you know, great people like Papasan and... um, Oh, nice. Yeah, Junior Tucker and... There's lots of different people like that. So I've kind of always seen my parents have a very entrepreneurial bent. I did not go that route in terms of the industry that they went into. Right, even I was right. raised into that industry. Finally, when I was around 13 years old, I ran away from home. And when I ran away from home, because I just didn't really have any, uh, didn't want anybody to tell me what to do. Right. Very rebellious. and. <laughs> And my parents were always on tour. You know, they were gone for months at a time. Okay. And so I had a lot of siblings under me. And I just felt, you know, I was parenting and raising them. So in my mind, I could do what I wanted to do. So I ran away. <laughs> and when I, when I ran away, it was like an attempted gang rape on me. And it kind of like, whoa, threw me. What? Thank God it didn't work. Yeah. And my mom eventually found me. She was alive at that time. And a girl across the street just kept inviting me to church. I had never been to church because we were grown up in a Rastafarian kind of culture. Okay. But this girl kept inviting me. And I finally went to church with her. And I gave my life to the Lord. And when I did, it um, totally changed my life sincerely because I finally had a focus and a purpose. And so where I just kind of felt very scattered before, I had this focus. From that moment, I really switched my life, really switched my attitude, and truly changed. And it was when I was around 15, I decided I wanted to serve people the rest of my life. I wanted to help make their lives better. Okay. And I wanted to improve their lives in such a way that they knew they had a purpose. They had a strength. They had something to contribute to the world. And it wasn't any less or any less, you know, more less uh, significant than someone else's talent. But everybody had something because that's kind of how I felt before 
I encountered God myself. Okay. And so I just felt like, boy, there were things to be mined, but maybe it wasn't good because, you know, I was giving so much trouble. So I kind of saw myself as a troublemaker. <laughs> so once I did that, which, okay, well, I really was a troublemaker. So, <laughs> and so my husband and I got married when I was 21 and we uh, eventually, we moved to the, to the United States. He's from the the United States and so we've been married 23 years coming in December nice and we started a church 12 years ago now my husband his degree is in business administration and we also owned a business we owned a barber and beauty salon for a while then we sold it serious and we did very yeah and we did very 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 well in that I mean that's a quick way to make money right I'm just telling you (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's a beauty business the beauty business you know um yeah, we so so we have business experience. Right. Uh, we have an entrepreneurial mindset, and it does help us when it comes to nonprofit organizations. And sometimes, as a nonprofit organization, many people discount the value of having a business mindset towards it because we get very uh, sensitive about the things of God, and we begin to think, well, you can't treat the things of God like a business. No, you don't treat the things of God like a business in terms of you're in it to get out of it. But you have to have a business mind towards it. And so we have to, we cannot discount the power of having order within our organization. And so now we are about 2,500 members in um, where we are in Arlington. We started 12 years ago. We're building our our, um, facility and we've just you know, really been able to do what I wanted to do the whole time, which is to do something that was effective, that would not just change the person, but change the environment around the person and change the generations that are attached to that person. Gotcha. And so for me, serving God means serving people. And that's kind of it. All right. Yeah. So I want to I go back a bit. Wait, back go your, for it. Back to your childhood when you said, you, um, you didn't want to go into the industry that your parents were in, right? That's correct. Is that yeah. is that just because you want to do something different or or is it just because, um, you know? Well, I loved I love the adventure of the industry, the music industry, but there's such a high price to pay, you know. At one point in Jamaica, it had seemed like uh, gunmen were coming after musicians and we had to move out our house and stay into a hotel and we were under government protection, you know. Uh, okay. uh, you know, you have that. That's a price to pay. The price to pay is you don't see a family. Every holiday, my birthday happens to be around Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. And so every Mother's Day, my dad is not there because he is entertaining somebody else's mother. I got you. you. Know? So Christmas, um, those kind of things, Easter, any of things that are big holidays for us are big entertainment moments. So your family doesn't get a st- stable family life because your parents are absent most of the time if they're in entertainment. They're gone for long periods of time, long lengths of time. The income is inconsistent. You know, you have great times of plenty. And then there's times that you talk about the starving artists where, you know, as much as they're trying, if they're not getting the turnaround of their record is not selling as well yeah. you know so and I'm very anti people pirating stuff and just downloading things and not paying for it or copying yeah. because you, you take food away from the person's family and so we've had those times of being hungry and you know I'm going into a store and stealing food to feed you know my siblings cool I ask that this because you know people tend to fall victim to what, what mm-hmm. what's surrounding them so I just want to know 
Yeah, but also about my dad, it is really good because he didn't push us in that way. It's really what you want to do right. and what you really had a talent. So a lot of us do very different things and he's he's just as proud as if, you know, but if you're in a music industry, he doesn't encourage you or discourage you either way. It's kind of, you have to find your own footing, you know? I got you, I got you. So what was your mindset like before, before you moved to start ventures? What was your mindset like before and what was, what was it like now? Well, my mindset before was, you know, again, this is going to be a grand adventure. Right. And there's going to be a price to pay, but you don't really know what that price is until you're actually paying it. And that's exactly what entrepreneurism is about, isn't it? It's about grit. Yeah. If, you, if you're going to make it, you have to have long-term grit. And so my mindset before was, oh, this is exciting. We'll own our own thing. And what happens is that whenever you start, before you start any great work, before you start any great adventure, you always really, God kind of gives you a picture of the end in mind. And you, you know, deliberately or not, begin to add your own fantasy onto that, right. <laughs> that end in mind. And that's really the end. It's not the beginning. And so gotcha. you go in with this, this, this is illusion that, Man, I'm working on my own, da da da. You don't realize it takes money yeah. to work on your own. It <laughs> there are responsibilities to work on your own and you have to start small. Nothing great ever starts yeah, sure. great. It's always in the power of the seed. You know, it's always in its seed form that it's most powerful. And so we I went into it looking at the forest first, not realizing that was going to be a process to get to the forest that seed had right. to break and there's a breaking that goes ha that happens in, in your dream and you cannot escape it okay. yeah so now um now the, the idea is time is your friend and there's some things that you, you you need to be able to learn to wait on because if you force ripe fruit it sure. hurts your stomach right so if you go ahead of timing if you go ahead just in your zeal, but you lack wisdom, then it's just as dangerous as if you wait too long and never see the right time. Patience is a big thing then. You it's have to be thing. patient. No, you don't need to be slow. Slow and patient is two different things. So slow means you just keep taking your time, taking your time, uh -huh. you're just being lazy. No, you cannot produce any fruit if you don't go there and take your hoe and dig up the ground and plant your seed. So you can't just look and imagine and hope that it's going to happen. So I think, you know, when you're dealing with a dream, it begins with imagination. It begins, God uses the power of your imagination. He speaks sometimes through your imagination and gives you a desire, drops something in your heart, gives you a picture, gives you an, an aim, something yeah. to go forward to. And that's how it starts. But then now you have to use wisdom. If based on the industry that you're in, you have to do research, you have to study. If you have a hunger enough, you will go after it. When you're hungry, yeah, you go put you're your hungry. Google's in and put your time in. Like I agree with that 100%, you know, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Next question, right? What yes. are some of the failures that you had trying to develop the business? Well, I, well you told me about the barbershop business and now like the, yeah. the organization that you're building right now. Okay, so in the barbershop business, within six months, we had made $100,000 US, right? So we started with uh, $3,000 maybe, and what we did was we um, negotiated the lease where we had to, where we could, I think, 
defer payment, you know, um, towards it um, the first month. So what we did was he and I printed up some flyers and we were out on the street at the stoplights handing out um, new barbershop right. opening. <laughs> and uh, right, we were right at the stoplight out on the road and saying, you know, come trash, we'll give you, you know, um, I think it was like 25% off or something. And because we were really good, uh, then, you know, word of mouth started going, but we did that right. for months, every weekend, every week, you know, just, just doing, doing that. So some of the mistakes I think in that business was we were in a partnership. So when we were in the, the barbershop business, we we're in a partnership. The big error that we made was making, not making sure that the partner was of like-mindedness and okay. like discipline. Okay. So I'm not against partnerships. But we had, but the but partnership has to be not just the same goal, but you have to have um, similar integrity platforms. Okay. You have to view integrity and character the very same way. How you would treat a customer versus how somebody treat a customer. Those kind of things, the things that are going to make the business grow have to work if you're going to be in a partnership. Because if not, then you're going to argue on those things that right. are important to you. And so for us, you know, we had a family-free environment. We didn't have cussing and cursing in our shop. We separated men from women. So we didn't want, you know, women to come in with their children and feel uncomfortable because guys were going to flirt with them. So we had all these different kind of things um, that we had going on, making our environment just safe. And, uh, and so even though we were both believers in the business, we did not have the same business ethics. So our partner was more of a paper okay. type person. And my husband is more of a record keeping on the computer and backing it up right, and that right. kind of thing. My husband had a business degree. So his idea of, of long range planning, he did not like last minute. He doesn't expect to fall into the hole. He expects to pre-plan. Well, our partner was not necessarily of the same kind of structure and order. And so we ended up um, selling it. Now we were the majority okay. owning partners in it. But we sold it one because we we just wanted to do something different, but also because um, you want to make sure that you have like partnerships. I think in our um, nonprofit, in our church business, and I hate to say the word church business, but our church, <laughs> church. I say church because I know this is going to the Caribbean. And you know, please don't don't get mad. It was a mistake. It was a mistake. Okay, in our church life. Um, I think we did very well. We used our savings to launch the church. We used 30 something thousand dollars of our savings because discipline, discipline, right. waiting for the right time. And sometimes you can see a delay as a disruption into your plan. You know, many times we have these timelines when I'm 30, I'm going to do this. And if I'm not this by that time, but if you're not careful, you won't realize that God can also redeem the time on the back end. If you are properly prepared and mature to do what you need to do. Everybody's season is different. You just have to be always hustling. I think the um, only thing that probably we could have done differently um, on the front end because we is uh, making sure that the people that, again, you are going to surround yourself with and that are going to be core to you have core right. values that are the same. You have to, your company has to have a core set of values by which every board member and every employee can launch their decisions off of. They have to have filters to make proper decisions based on the values of the company. Integrity, honesty, fairness, generosity, you know, faith. These are some of our core values. And if you don't have those core values, then you're going to misrepresent the company and you will lose members, you'll lose people and or, you know, that kind of thing. So I think some of the errors there was just 
making sure in our inner zeal, anybody who's faithful and anybody who looks like they're excited, right, yeah, bring right. them on. When you can't just bring on an employee because they were faithful to the church, yeah. but they lack competence. But your incompetence is making the organization suffer. So you cannot, we can't hire because of emotional needs or emotional connections or faithfulness or a person that has just a good talent. It has, they have to be hired because of core values and competence. It's making sense, definitely. Yeah, dropping making some sense? gems for the people, you know. So that's good. <laughs> good. I mean, I, I love talking, so, you know, you, you, know, nah, you can nah, shut me up anytime. But I, I mean, thing, I... do your thing, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I know I see you're very, you're very present on social media, right? That would be true. So, what's the process like? How do you go about branding yourself? And, yeah. Yeah. Okay, first, I think um, I know myself. I spend a lot of time with myself. It's the longest relationship I've had. (laughs) And I think a lot of time people spend too much time trying to study trends versus studying themselves. Right. And you are your own brand, right? You are the brand. You are the face of your organization. You're the face of of what you're trying to do. You're the communication vessel by which, and nobody can communicate it better than you. So you need to know you. So for me, I know, I know what I'm good at and I know what I'm not good at. But I'm not afraid of owning what I'm not good at. Right. So I don't pretend. So I think one of the, the strengths of my branding is not pretending. You know, so I also, um, so in terms of knowing myself, I know, all right. And, and I think you have to accept, okay, if you're, God has organized you a certain way and there's an audience out there for you. That, 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 that understands you, that will relate to you, that will connect with you. And so in building it, I think the first thing for me was knowing myself and deciding, okay, so what are you really good at? One, I'm good at talking. <laughs> Two, so okay, one, I'm good at talking. Two, I'm good at um, communicating in verbally, putting words together, um, phrasing, you know, I'm good at phrasing, um, you know, and I'm good at encouraging, you know, and then I'm good at being my fa- myself whether I'm in a failure or I'm not I'm good at being myself so right. that's really all I, I you know I, I can say well I'm good I know I know the Bible very well I've studied it for so many years that, yeah that's true but if I go and put some highfalutin Bible commentary on there who's going to understand that but the people who are digging into the Bible no my, yeah. my industry and the, what I have committed myself to to doing to change in people's lives making their lives improve for the better through the word of God that means I have to take those highfalutin words those King James words that people don't understand and make them make sense, you know, so that I can draw you to, to, to the belief that I have that really in him, all things are possible. So know yourself. And the second thing is then know your audience, know your audience. So I tried many different things. Um, You know, I would try some people do a theme and they do very, very well. And I find that that works very well with fashion people. Um, you know, so if you're in the fashion industry, beauty industry, I, you know, I did research on that and, you know, you know, I'll try theme or whatever, but you know, my people don't care about no theme. My people are struggling. <laughs> my people are like, listen here, I need a word today. Pastor Saul, I am struggling. My husband about to leave me. I'm about to kill him. Oh my God. You need to stop me. Tell me something. They don't care about no theme. So I realized, okay, I my audience, you. they don't care no theme. They need to, they need hope. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> they don't care how it comes. They just want it. Um, then you find out what's the best times that are good for you to post. 
right? So I tried different times. And of course, Instagram, now Facebook, all these different things, Twitter, they all have analytics that you can do. And you yeah. can just use things like Hootsuite and schedule in advance your posts to meet those times. Also, I don't post just one time. No, when I'm extremely busy, um, and I don't post. I I had built my Twitter and stuff, but I find that for me, Instagram and Facebook works better for me because of the demographic that I reach. Okay. Twitter is a young people thing. It's Listen, true. that's 18, 19. They, they tweet like they text. It's true. They it's use true. Twitter for texting. I promise you. That's <laughs> where they are and they are on Snapchat. You know, so, well, my audience is not that. I don't have a strong 14, 15, 18 year old audience. My audience are, are on Instagram and Facebook. So my audience, some of them are over 40, all of them live on Facebook and then under 40 live on Instagram. So I, you know, communicate through those things. Um, then you just try different mediums also, you know, do videos, you know, short videos, long videos, it doesn't matter. Just get yourself out there and whatever you're good at, whatever you're trying to promote, whatever you're trying to, to do, stay in your vein, be comfortable in your lane. You never seen Usain Bolt create a foul by running over into somebody else's lane. You can't be the fastest man in the world jumping all over the track. You gotta have one lane, stay in what you're good at, and keep doing it well. I Don't love worry it. about the timeline of somebody else. You know, it's like running at 400, right? And they're, they stack you, and that person in lane eight looks like they're so far ahead of you, right? Yeah. But it's not necessarily so. Just because they look ahead, it has nothing to do with you. You are in lane four. You're in lane one. You've got to run your race. So. I think social media is a great way. I have an intent on social media. You should find out what your purpose is. Don't just have social media just to be random. I got you. Have social media for a purpose. My purpose is to bring the gospel to more people and then also to build an audience. So whenever I create material and products that are based on my objective, there is an audience that can receive it. I need that audience to receive it because I want their lives to be better. I want them to experience what I'm experiencing. So that's my hunger and my why. It's not for fame. It's not for popularity because I already told you I'm anti-fame. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not, that is not it. So this is even against my desire to not want to be in the public, whatever. So social media, find what works for you. Be good, narrow down, narrow down the top three or four things that you're really good at and do them and then post many times. It doesn't matter if it's annoying. Trust me, it creates traction. I think you definitely hit the nail on the head when it comes to self-awareness because that translates to all other aspects of business because if you don't know yourself, like, why are you doing it? You know what I mean? So You have to be, and you are absolutely built for your dream. You really are. So you have got to, you've got to love that and love, love what he's put inside of you and not be jealous or envious of anybody else because jealousy and, jealousy and envy come from a place of poverty. It comes from a mindset of there's not enough for me. Right. I got you. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, I ain't gonna let you drop in some serious gems here for the people, you know? Bless up for real, for real. But, I um, appreciate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we wrapping up right now, so. Okay, I mean. Um, hey. <laughs> I'm here, we could just hang out all day. <laughs> <laughs> so, we got a segment I like to call Quick Fire Inspire, right? Mm-hmm. So basically just tell us, three pieces of advice for any entrepreneur real fast real quick let's do it all right so i think the three things not just the three things but some of the three things that you need is one 
is um, integrity. You need to do what you say you're going to do, when you're going to say you're going to do it, even if it's to your harm. If you make a promise, over deliver on that promise. Do it earlier than you planned and better than they expected. You must have good integrity. Your name is the only thing that you can hold and the only thing that that, that speaks for you more than anything else is your name. I learned that from my dad. Uh, the second thing is to have generosity. Do not be stingy. You cannot be stingy and get more. You have to be a generous person. Your business must be generous. Support causes, support other people. Make sure that the motive behind your business is to serve people. It's like a pipe. If you put water through the pipe, the pipe still gets wet. You'll still get blessed, you'll still get increased, but you must have a heart to serve people. If your product is not solving a problem for people, you're not going to be successful. And then the last thing is faith. You must have faith. Faith is what keeps you when those stress, stresses come. You must believe, you must keep hope. You must guard your space from any faith thieves. Any negative people who want to strip you, discount you, discourage you, no. I don't care if they're your friends, family, whoever. You've got to keep them out of your faith zone. You've got to preserve that with everything you've got. Because when it comes, it's not the, 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 the people, the criticisms, the things like that. They don't come after your business. They're coming after your, your faith. It's a fight for your faith. And because if you lose hope, you'll lose your business. Right. You lose your business. So I just want to encourage anybody out there who... Um, you know, is on the podcast today that, you know, the journey to fulfilling your dream, it has valleys and it has mountaintops. Do not sacrifice the mountaintops because the valley is hard. This too will pass. It's only a season. You have to go through it because the adversity, the persecution, when you hear criticism, you take it. You don't take it as failure, you only take it as feedback. How can I do this better? You learn from your mistakes, you put your head up, and you work double hard, and you keep doing that. And it's only after a matter of time that you continue maturing in your dream that you begin to see it blossoming. So no, you're not going to be successful in the first year. It takes a business normally three to five years to start even stabilizing. That's true. To even start making even on your profit. So you, if you don't believe in your dream, nobody is going to believe more than you. So you cannot quit, you cannot back down, you cannot stop. You must so pursue it no matter what. This is what you're called to do. I want to encourage you. I don't care what it is. If you're called to be a teacher, you're called, you're called to be a you know, garbage person, you're called to be the prime minister. It doesn't matter what you're called to do. Everybody has a call. And if you will focus and do what you do well, you'll be successful in it. Yeah. That's what I have to say. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you so you much. You are so welcome, John. Thank you for having me on the 95 podcast. Yeah, for sure. Let the people know where they can find you. You can find me on social media. <laughs> you can find me on social media at Pastor Sarah, S-A-R-A. So pastor like a real pastor. You're like, well, why should she have to have her pastor for me? <laughs> you know why? I'm going to tell you why. Because my name is Sarah Connor, like the Terminator. And if you Google it, every, there's like 10,000 Sarah Connors in the world. And Sarah Connor was already taken. And I didn't <laughs> want to be Sarah Connor 1053. So it's Pastor Sarah. Um, on Facebook, you can find me at Pastor Sarah Connor with an E-R. And then on my website, you can find me at PastorSarah.com. I do free devotionals, free downloads. I'm always on social media doing something. Um, you know, trying to live up my assignment the best way that I can. So 
Find me there. I always Sweet. respond. No, I don't have people posting for me. I post myself and I respond <laughs> myself. Um, Sarah, thank you so much, though. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. God bless it. you guys on 95 Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and thanks for having me. Yo, you just heard that Sarah Connor interview. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you so much. Don't forget to subscribe to us on SoundCloud, um, the 95 Podcast, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, the 95 Podcast. Also, give us a rating on Podcasts, the Apple app. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs>